Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, the Dirtle Magus. Uh, along with me, as always, is Nathan Golia. Hey, Zach. How you doing tonight? Doing good, man. A uh, lot to talk about this week. Yeah, did you, uh, did you get to play any Legacy this week? I, I didn't. I, I took I took a week off, actually. Yeah, me too. I had two work events, so yeah, I, luckily there was more than enough uh, going on. Yeah, there's a lot of work this week, so I, I decided to take a, a, a breather. Well, we had a couple tournaments. We had the Eternal Weekend in Europe, so this is for the European Championship of Legacy and Vintage. Yeah. Um, um, so what was the top eight for that like? So I'll toggle from 8 to 1st. Uh, 8th place was Elves. Uh, pretty standard Elves build. Nothing mm-hmm. really spicy there. Did have Natural Order. Oh, he had a GTA main. That's European for you. 7th um, place, Miracles with Cavern of Souls and Krakus. So the Legends Mendelian version? Clinic. It's like a hybrid. There's two Mentors. There's a Predict. There's an Engineered Explosives. Okay. Um, yeah, so you know, pretty standard other than that. Okay. Uh, sixth place was also Miracles. This was actually a very close to the same list. He didn't have the Cavern of Souls. Um, but he does have three mentors, two predicts, and engineered explosives. I wonder if that's just more popular in Europe or something. Yeah. Three Snapcaster Mage. Uh, three Terminus. Interesting. Four Counterbalance. Um, fifth place, Death and Taxes with two Sanctum Prelate in the main. Okay, so that's that's three, becoming a card. Yeah, three recruiter of the guard. Yep, mm. three recruiters of the guard, and he, so he played a Megas of the Moon in the sideboard, or he played two of them in the sideboard. Had two plateaus in the main. Okay, three three caverns. So you know, uh, didn't have any red cards main. Um, fourth place. This is this is four color Delver. This is uh, the Noah Walker list with the Baleful Strix and Winter Orb and Painful Truths in the sideboard. Okay. Pretty standard stuff. Yeah. Third place is Miracles. This one... So this one and the seventh place are the same list. So they only have three Terminus, which I think is interesting. Huh. That's pre- that is pretty interesting, actually. Um, I'm, I don't hate to not run uh, a full set of Terminus in a world where you're probably... You have enough card draw to get to the terminuses that you need, but you're not drawing them dead later on. Yeah, plus you've got, you, these, these lists have three mentors, I think, in both of them. Yeah, so, so that's you, a don't lot always, of creatures. you don't always want you know a terminus. Sometimes you can block for days with your with your mentors anyways and then go in for the kill when you need to. Yeah, yeah plus it's awkward if you like just have one of those matchups where you jam the turn three mentor because you know it's going to be good. Um... Second place, this is four-color Delver. Um, he had two Abrupt Decays in the main and two Stifle in the main. Three Bolt, three Force of Will, two Cabal Therapy, two Tropical Island. So Now, when we're saying four-color Delver, we're saying not white Delver, right? Not white, yeah. yes. A, um, a, I guess you would call this a, a Yardis Delver now, or y- y- Yidris Delver? Idris? Yeah, good question. I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Idris Delver. Yep. Um, this list has uh, three vaults, two traps, two underground sea. So I, I think he was hedging against miracles, and he did finish about three miracles uh, decks in the in the um, five, in the top eight. So he had the two decays main, okay. Sylvan library in the board. Good for him. Seems like it's fine against Delver, or sorry, against yeah. miracles. Yeah, more so than I mean. It, it, to me, it's always like you play decay or you don't. I don't know how much blood moons in this tournament it does not seem like much with a lot of these decks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then first place, uh, reanimator. Now this is the black red reanimator. So I will read the list: right. four Grizzlebrand, mm-hmm. four Chancellor of the Annex, one Tidespout Tyrant, two Sire of Insanity. Four Simeon Spirit Guide. I love that. Yeah. Four Reanimate, four Dark Ritual, four Exhum, four Faithless Looting, four Entomb, three Animate Dead, three Collective Brutality, two Thoughtseize, four Lotus Petal, um, four Badlands, four Polluted, or four Bloodstained Myers, two Polluted Deltas, two Swamps and a Mountain. So four, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen lands. Plus so, four spirit guides and four petals. So we'll note there's just no blue in this at all. 
There is no blue. Yeah. He has three blood boons on the sideboard. Wow. Can you imagine Swamp <laughs> Swamp Lotus Petal Spirit Guide Blood Moon Go? Oh my god, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I mean I, I guess I mean he probably got there a lot a lot of uh, matches just off of that, right? Like is he playing Blood Moon in, in the main? No, it's in the, no, it's in the sideboard. It's in the sideboard. But he's got three of them. I mean, <laughs> still, would you even expect that? Like, at a board, like you're ne- you never play against a deck like this, you know? No, like, you never this do. is just completely out of left field. Uh, his sideboard had three sneak attacks, um, which is an interesting. I mean, you could do that. Uh, of course, in this, yeah. In I mean, black it could deck. easily yeah. be a, 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 a sneak attack deck. Why not? Swamp ritual. Or Badlands Ritual, Lotus Petal, Sleek Attack, Go, or Not Spirit Guide. Not to mention, God, you basically Brand. have like eight things that are going to draw another activation in your deck uh, as far as Spirit Guides and Lotus Petals. So you can literally draw a bunch of cards with Grizzlebrand and like get there off of the rest of the creatures in your deck. Yeah, I think it's great. I, th- I think it's cool to see this deck doing well. It's, it's, uh, it's very affordable to build. Yeah. Uh, cool. The most expensive card in it, in it is Badlands, <laughs> especially now that Sneak. Actually, the most expensive card it might be Blood Moon. Yeah, yeah, it probably is Blood Moon. Blood Moon is like a fifty dollars card at this point. Yeah, um, but so, yeah, that's that's um, fortunate. Interesting. The yeah, um, I have the Black Red build. I don't have the Chancellors. I have the uh, Unmask, which is the pitch Thoughtseize from yeah, yeah. Arcadian Mask. Um, I think they're pretty much the same thing. So. Um, I just haven't figured out a way to spend a dollar on four chancellor or the annex yet. Apparently, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so sometimes, um, we, sometimes that can be the barrier. And we've got another tournament here with three miracles decks in the top eight. Yeah, so. this is another. This is an omen of things to come. I think uh, three miracles decks, all in the top eight. Uh, I just, you know, we're constantly seeing this. This, you know. More than two miracles decks in the top eight in every tournament that's big, especially these these are the premier tournaments of the year. Um, so I really think that going forward, if you're playing miracles, you know, enjoy it while yeah. less. You know, like yeah. definitely, definitely play that deck. But uh, I wouldn't go heavy into buying it, buying into that uh, deck. Yep. Um, I mean, it's interesting this reanimator deck. There was a reanimator deck in the last top eight we were talking about. For Eternal Extravaganza too, and uh, I mean it's just so fast. You know that's how Reanimator is, right? Yeah, of course. And it doesn't seem like the black green decks are really popping up to stop the Miracles decks. Um, you know, which is sort of the, I guess, uh, uh, conventional wisdom. Yeah, I mean, and if you don't Deathrite have... Shaman is a card that that messes with both of those decks, and if there's not a ton of Deathrite Shaman in the field, um, it's it's safer to play uh, Reanimator. Or it just might not be as good against miracles yeah. with uh, mentors as you know it used to be. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say you got to prepare to beat miracles. No Eldrazi again. So, I don't know if it's just people are bringing it to the championships or these big high level tournaments because they're, you know, borrowing a deck that they feel might be more consistent or something like that. Yeah, perhaps. Um, and it's funny, you know, every time I get on a tangent about miracles and someone says I'm complaining, I say. Look, blue-white control has been the best deck in Magic for 20 years. Like, we can At give least. it a rest. So they had a, a old-school tournament as well. Um, oh, oh. You know, you know, like 93-94 Yeah, of course, of tournament. course. Seven of the top eight decks are the deck. The deck. You know, the first blue-white blue control, control deck. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Let's see, how many Tundras are in this top eight? Uh, four Tundras in first place. Four Tundras in second place. Uh, three Tundras in third place. Uh, four tundras in fourth place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. I, I could complain about that, but if I were to play in an old, in an old school, fo- school format, I mean, I'd be bringing blue white. It just would be blue white turbo stasis. Yeah. So I right, mean, and <laughs> it's just funny. Like it, the miracles is that is the hair apparent to that deck. So yeah, of course. You know, it's a nice little. Um, what's the word? I don't know. Bookend. Do you want to? Fine. You want to read the vintage top eight as well? Interesting. Yeah, let's let's go over the vintage top eight. Just a, just a real quick look and see what people are people are bringing to vintage because gush is a gush is a thing, and people may or may not uh, be looking to see if that's that's going to be uh, how many how many gushes were in the top eight. I guess that's the real question. 
Well, I looked earlier and I saw a lot of workshops, and now the uh, Bazaar of Moxon site is is monkeying with me. So just give me a second for it to reload. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, in eighth place, Oath of Druids. Okay, this so there are no gushes is... in that deck. No gushes in this deck. Actually, just checking to make sure. No, this is a pretty standard Oath of Druids deck. He has Dragon Breath. Um, that's really old school. You know, Dragon Breath is an enchantment that gives your creature with power greater than six haste oh. out of the graveyard. Okay. So, yeah. So you mill it, and then you just stick it to your... He has a Grizzle Brand and an Ember Cool, and... Of course. That is it. So this is, a, this is just... This is like... This guy could have been in a coma for the past four years and then brought this oath deck. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not four years. He has two Toxic Deluge. But, uh, yeah. Uh, seventh place, Eldrazi. This is Powered Eldrazi. Is it the white Eldrazi list with uh, with Thalia and whatnot? No, this is just colorless Eldrazi. I'm just double-checking on that. Yeah, this is all colors. There's no Thalia's in here. Okay. It's Tolarian Academy. I mean, why not, um, right? Yeah, why not? Uh, sixth place, Perfect Storm. So no gushes still. Um, three defense grid in the main. Okay. Or yeah, is that? I don't know. Maybe that's normal. I don't know um, for sure. I mean, I don't play. I don't play Storm and Vintage, but um, it doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, fifth place, Car Shops. Have you seen this deck? Car Shops is uh is Fleet Wheel uh cruiser, right? Yeah, three Fleet Wheel cruiser, one Sky Sovereign console flagship sure one inventor's fair so yeah just get um, what you need of course yeah i don't see a smokestack i thought that was in this deck but cool decks you get to see some cars yeah uh, this this doesn't this plays uh 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 factories too right to to crew your vehicles later on three mistress factories yep um got a car in silver golem cool deck uh fourth place is another mud deck um, though I shouldn't say that. Actually, he has um, Sky Sovereign console flagship as well. He's got Mental Mist. Normal. I wonder I if so. this is the card that will replace Triskillium in these decks. Um, sorry, I was actually just looking up a card that I didn't recognize. He has Boundary Inspector. Artifact spells you cast cost one less to cast. Okay. He's got three of those. That's a 3-2 artifact creature for three that reduces your other artifacts. Um, yeah, so there's no Triskelion in this deck. There's a Triskelion in the Car Shops deck. Two Triskelions, actually. So. Okay. Well, maybe. I always get Triskelion mixed up with the one that makes one ones that, that could crew your vehicles. That'd be kind of funny. No, I mean, I guess, I guess yeah. Tetravis? Uh, Tetravis, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tetravite tokens, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, Triskelion is, is the premier uh, bolt of, the, of that format. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, third place is the deck you were talking about before. This is the White Eldrazi deck. Okay. Uh, three Containment Priest, three Thalia Guardian Thraven, three Thalia Heretic Kathar, um, four Planes, they're snow-covered, nothing that matters, two Caracas, and four Eldrazi Displacer as well. So he's got that Eldrazi Displacer-Containment Priest combo in there. So we're third looking place. at three Eldrazi decks or four Eldrazi decks so far? Well, okay, the Car Shops deck... Oh, we have two Eldrazi decks, right? Yeah. The Car Shops deck has um, Thought Not Seers in it. Yeah. I mean, they're all basically mud decks. They're 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 shops, right? Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah, with Thought this, Not Seers the, or not. The fourth place deck had three Phyrexian Metamorphs. Okay. Um. So and also four Thought Knots. So you get a lot of Thought Knots out of that. Um. Second place is Car Shops again. Wow. Um, this one has three Thought Not Seers. Uh, he is also powered up, so no, no one that, none of that uh, Jaco Drazi that plays without power have have made it across the pond. Yeah, and here you go, first place, mentor control. Of course, of course, all the way. <laughs> lasting one, two, three, four, five, five shop stacks, and uh, one storm deck. One storm. Assuming deck. Uh, you could almost assume this guy played the the exact same deck all the way to first, which was probably he got matched up against Eldrazi, played another Eldrazi deck that played an Eldrazi deck, and beat that, and then played yet another Eldrazi deck. I bet he just yeah. played like a, a shops deck all the way through. To he's just like, okay, cool, I know this matchup now. Yeah, right. Um, and he's only his his sideboard has two cages and two containment priests. 
just not a lot of uh not a lot of drudge hate um so it's a vintage deck i'm trying to see i don't want to read all of it but there's a he's got a top which is kind of cool uh, don't always see that library of alexandria three gush so i guess pretty standard blue yeah. white red blue white red is it red in here yes there's red in here he's got uh does he have any way to get glass. around a moat does he have any way to get around a moat in his 75? <laughs> he actually... Oh, no, he has, he has two wear tears. It's the very last card. Okay, good. He has two wear say, tears and he has counter it. <laughs> you got to counter it or you got to wear tear it. Uh, he has no flyers in his deck, I'm assuming. No, he's yeah. got a Jace. Okay, Jace is, Jace is a thing. I had a Jace. lot of trouble beating uh, beating moats lately because uh, people are picking them up for their Miracles decks and they happen to have them, so they're tossing them in their Vintage decks. So I lost to uh, a guy who played a moat in the Nahari uh, so that was that was rough for me, yeah. but um, yeah. So that that seems like a not uh, not a uh, normal looking top eight, but this might be the normal looking top eight going forward. Right. Uh, another thing that I just noticed that they did on the Bazaar site as it was reloading was they did a full breakdown of the metagame. Mm-hmm. So for Legacy, it was eighteen point five percent Delver, when that's just all Delver archetypes. Okay. That was the biggest single archetype. Second was Miracles at 10.3%. Um, Eldrazi was fourth, so it people brought it. Yeah. I mean, that was the fourth highest archetype. The third highest says various three slash four colors. So I'm assuming that's your... I mean, I don't know how various... Because yeah, what does like various third, mean? Like, uh, well, and, and 34.6 is other, so like... I mean, like, that's, you could have just that made... just like Maverick slash... Like, Saltai Shardless, like... Yeah, it's not very helpful, so maybe yeah. that wasn't the greatest thing to bring up. Vintage, uh, Grixis was top, Oath was second, Eldrazi was third, Mentor was fourth. Okay. Mudrazi is broken out, and Karshop is also broken out, so... Um, if you group uh, Eldrazi, Mudrazi, and Karshop, you get a lot. Welder Control is 4.2% of the European metagame, so... That's that's the last thing that's called. That's a lot of goblin welders. Yeah, I mean, welders are welders are pretty huge, and especially huge in a format that people are going to be putting artifacts in their graveyard. Like, it's so much it's so much better to be like, oh, okay, you can have your black lotus instead of that uh, blink moth nexus or blink moth yeah. uh, blink steel uh, blink steel classes. classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a vintage championship here in the U.S. starting tomorrow. You think we're going to see five Eldrazi decks on top eight? Uh, man, uh, I think I think you're gonna see a lot more gush. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree. I think I mean that's the deck that most of the Americans I know are playing. They're running they're running gush and they're they're playing a control deck. Um, but uh, you know, I think oath oath is up there too. I don't know. Uh, I think uh, I think we might get surprised with something with something new. Um, friends of mine that are going, I expect. Uh, I expect a lot of, uh, you know, shops, car shops. I know particularly friends of mine are playing um, mm-hmm. with the Thought Not Sears uh, and uh, uh, factories to man their man their uh, vehicles and stuff. So I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what people put together. Yeah, I think it starts tomorrow. I think they had the old school tournament today in Columbus. And then uh, tomorrow, which is Friday the 28th, I think is Vintage. Saturday is Legacy. And then Sunday is both top eights. So... It'll Sunday be an to, interesting weekend. Yeah. Heck of a weekend to to go play magic and not go uh, go do the uh, Halloween thing. <laughs> yeah, Halloween is Monday. Uh, I mean, I couldn't have gone anyway because of my crazy work schedule. I was actually pretty glad to be home <laughs> uh, yesterday. Yeah, I could but, imagine. Uh, I was. Uh, if it was the previous weekend, I would have snuck in, but couldn't make it. Um. Uh, so that's it from the European Eternal Weekend. They had a du- dual commander uh, tournament as well, but I don't know how to, how that works. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, Speaking of commander, that's right. A little we segue into so. our next our next segment here. Uh, so, commander twenty sixteen has been spoiled partially. I think the last spoilers are tomorrow. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, we actually uh, hipsters of the coast, uh, you know the the our our mothership, as it were. Um, actually got a spoiler for once this is our very first spoiler so that's pretty it's pretty awesome we gave it to jess because she is the commander person 
Yep. Um, and uh, it was uh, Sidri, Galvanic Genius, the Esper uh, commander. Yep. That is a 2-2 legendary creature human artificer for one Esper. So white, blue, black. Which has blue target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness each equal to converted mana cost until end of turn. And then black white target artifact creature gains death touch and lifelink until end of turn. So this is the um, I have artifacts in my deck, but please don't attack me. Uh, yeah. You know, not I'm not right. a combo deck. I'm just here to to put artifacts in my deck, but I would like access to spells of other colors. Commander, I assume. Uh, I don't know a yeah. whole ton about Commander. I wouldn't play this in any other format, though. Um, no, unfortunately, it is not playable in other format. Yeah. Nice Therese Nielsen art. Of course, yeah. Did it, you guys got new art, or is it the same art? No, it's from... the same art, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty rad. I'm pretty excited that we, we've we been uh, uh, recognized by Wizards uh, for uh, for spoilers now. So uh, I hope to, hope to see more of those coming out in, in, in the future. The recognition of all the hard work that you and everyone else has been doing over there for the four years I've known you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeez. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I was looking at my um, my time hop today, and uh, about a year ago, uh, about a year ago, about four years ago, was uh, Grand Prix Philly, which was sort of the, my first outing for Hipsters of the Coast uh, with uh, with Matt and Lee back back then, and I think that Jess, Rich, and um, uh, Hunter were all were all on the team at that point as well, so it was a small team at the at that point. But uh, that was our first like hipsters of the coast uh, uh, outing, so that's pretty yeah. cool. Four years ago, man, time flies. I six and three that that uh, that Grand Prix with Teleportal being my like miracle card. Uh, um, what format was that? That was uh, Return to Ravnica sealed. Oh jeez, yeah. yeah. Oh, I do remember that. I remember reading the articles about it. It's yeah. Like, so, uh, um, so as, as far as uh, going back to uh, Commander, uh, twenty sixteen. Uh, what do you think so far? Well, it's pretty unremarkable so far. I mean, there was a couple of cards that I think are interesting, and then I looked back at the last Commander, and I kind of think that's what we're going to get from now on. I think they're looking towards conspiracy um, instead of Commander for like the spice for the Eternal formats. Yeah, I think because of it's a it's a pack based format instead of pre cons, so you don't have to worry about all the legacy players. Of course, yeah, uh, I think that's that's one of the nice things. Uh, I mean, it's like good and bad, right? Like we want something that mixes up legacy a little bit. Uh, you know, we want we want our value, um, but if it our value costs us being able to actually afford these things without spending fifty dollars on a pre con, you know, then maybe maybe it's not necessary. Um, and if they're going to do stuff like reprint, you know, Berserk and Show and Tell and give us these low, you know, low priced cards that used to be high priced cards, um, I can take, you know, uh, only getting, you know, every time they print something uh, that is basically casual appeal, you know, these, th- this and, and uh, conspiracy or casual appeal sets. Yeah. Um, and occasionally, and one of the two of them is going to give us something, uh, something uh, that's going to change up. Uh, how I feel about Legacy, you know, uh, I'm mm-hmm. down for that. Yeah, we, we went over, the. I was like, we were talking about this earlier, and I said, well, what is the best card from the last Commander set? And I think we came up with Moran of Clan Neltoth. Yeah. Which uh, I'm sure, I, no, I don't, you've never read a, Lackluster. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that, card, that card costs Golgari, so I don't even know what it does. Yeah, I have played that in Sanction Legacy. And were you, it does like, Nick Fit? Yeah, it's of course. Awesome Nick Fit card. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is funny. Now we're going to start with a mini segue then, because so the other card that had made a lot of noise at that time was Magus of the Wheel. So they started printing these Maguses for broken sorceries, or so we thought. But they printed Magus of the Wheel, which was a Wheel of Fortune on a body. Never, they didn't print anything else. And then today they announced Magus of the Will. The will. Would you like? To, would you like to know what Magus of the Will is? I would love to know what Magus of the Will is. Magus of the Will is two and a black for a three-three creature human, uh, and it has two and a black tap exile Magus of the Will until end of turn. You may cast cards from your graveyard or may play cards from your graveyard. So our broken sorcery is Yogmoth's Will. It's such a bummer body. that 
it exiles the Magus of the Will. Because well, how cool would um, that be? <laughs> yeah. Just bring him back. You know, like, yeah, but um, no, I get that. Uh, I, that you can't do that. But uh, yeah, this is awesome. This is a very cool way to um, introduce this card to uh, to both Legacy and to, to uh, Commander and Vintage. Um, like, you can play Yawgmoth's Will and Legacy right now as far as this card's concerned. Like, it yeah. just takes another turn to activate, right? Right, and I think that... Well, uh, the thing is, like, Yawgmoth's Will is such a busted effect. I mean, it took me about five minutes to come up with a turn one win with this card. <laughs> um, now, it was, like, magical Christmas land to the extreme, but, like, it's just such a powerful card. You know what happens, right? Because it's not, like... Wheel of Fortune, where you don't know what you're going to rip off the top. Um, I don't know if this card will be played in Legacy. I but doubt I do it. Know, I highly doubt it. Yeah. I do know that, um, or I do think, like, the kind of decks that want a Yawgmoth's Will Effect, they def- they generally aren't good, or removal is generally not good against them. So if you got this card, the sideboard of your Storm deck, right? Ooh, that would be pretty they, cool, actually. Yeah, and then, you know, on your first turn, you just go Dark Ritual, Magus of the Will, go. Um, I mean, you've got a Ritual in your graveyard, a Yawgmoth's Will in play, and a 3-3, which is going to trump their Thalias or their yeah. either Sworn Cannonist or Gaddic Teague. You don't ever attack with this guy, though. Right? Like, if your you, opponent removes it, you can't use it. Well, I mean, if they're first turn play Graft Digger's right? Cage, then yeah, you attack with it. Yeah, right? of course. Uh, I, guess, I guess away. it doesn't matter if you attack with it, actually, now that I think about it, because most of what you're going to want to do with that card isn't going to be instant speed. Yeah. You can go ahead and attack your opponent. Like, you can be like, Rit, Magus of the Will, smash you, like, twice with it, and then go off. I'm just making it that much easier. That's like That's like three spells that you don't have to cast, and your opponent's dead. Actually, you pointed out something that I had not thought about and I don't think has been mentioned, which is that you can activate this at instant speed. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely activate it at instant speed. It's just that you can't really, like, you can't get Lotus Petals into play, right? Yeah. Uh, artifacts that you would want to put in, into your graveyard and then get for free again. You know, the, that's, the, that's the big draw of this card, right? Is to just be able to be like, okay, cool, I'm going to go off... Uh, and cast things that I should not be able to cast from my graveyard. You know, things that would not have yeah. flashback, as it were, right? That's the real draw of this card. And it's the draw of, of Yawgmoth's Will and Vintage, right? You're just like, okay, cool. I have a Black Lotus and a Yawgmoth's Will. Let's see where this goes, right? Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about Reanimator. As you and I both play it as, like, a side deck that we play fairly often as, like, a slump buster as well. Yeah. And uh, I think this is an interesting card for Reanimator. Um just being able to, first of all, it only hits you for three off reanimate. Um, yeah. So if you do want to, for some reason, get something affordable into play and then like reuse your exhume or sort of on your own terms. Of course, yeah. Uh, you can entomb this. Um, and I mean, it's ritual. Getting out with a ritual in any deck that wants to cast this is probably something that is good. But. Um, I mean, I wouldn't build. Uh, I wouldn't build my deck around this card, but I, I, I don't. I don't hate this card. Yeah, I think it's cool, and I also think it's it's interesting that we might see more cards in this cycle as they pre, as they print more uh, um, commander sets. Magus know? of the Twister. I, I want Magus of the Channel. Magus I mean, of the how Channel. Cool that be? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tap my mana dork. Pay fifteen life and Emrakul is in play. Yeah, well, you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice all the magi. Yeah, yeah, you you know you tap two mana, sacrifice your mana dork, right? That's what he is, right? Yeah. You pay fifteen life, sacrifice your mana dork, and uh, oh, look at that! I've got a, uh, I've got Emrakul in play. Um, yeah, or an Ugin. Yeah, you know, we don't have to go that far. Okay, fine. We can we can tone it down a notch and go with Emrakul. Um, yeah, I'm looking at some of the, some of the reprints here. You, you know, there's, there's, uh, some, some buddy lands, some pain lands. Looks like they're reprinting here, which isn't the worst, but you know, I mean, I, I own all of these cards, so I'm not like over the moon for them. 
still not yeah, you know, not bad. They reprinted Oath of Druids. <laughs> yeah, Oath of Druids um, is there, but you know that card's only like a five five ten dollar card. So yeah, yeah, that's just funny. You're talking about uh, vintage. Um, they reprinted the mono red Doretti. Yeah, Doretti is, is here. Card. I guess that's fine. I, I played Doretti in uh, in my uh, uh, gush gush uh, mentor deck as a one of, and I definitely regretted doing that. <laughs> He just doesn't end the, the game, so I was just like, "Oh God, I, this could be anyone else, and I would have been happy." Yeah. Um, there are two other cards that I think are reasonably interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silas Ren Seeker Adept is one blue and a black for a legendary artifact creature human. It's a two-two with Death Touch. Whenever Silas Ren Seeker Adept deals combat damage to a player, choose target artifact card in your graveyard. You may cast that card this turn. Um, I mean. In vintage, like if you're connecting with this and just getting a lotus every turn, it's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I know that's that's maybe like the uh, you know most magical thing you can do. But the thing is, like a lotus can get can clear the way for this guy, and then you're just clocking him for two a turn. Well, yeah, this isn't the worst in fish, you know. Like, uh, th- sorry, fish is is a vintage deck that is not merfolk. It's it's it fishing cards from your deck. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, this is the worst in fish. Uh, as as just a role player, you know, like uh, here I'll throw this guy in. Like the play, the deck plays Bob, it plays uh, uh, like Trinity Nemesis, um, it plays uh, car- cards like this that are just value cards that like you know. Imagine you get a oh cool, I'll just put a Baleful Strix into play, you know, like th- those are actual plays that you can do in Vintage. That if you're playing Fair Magic in Vintage. Um, against unfair decks, you know they they just generate enough advantage that they can get you over the top. I think Baleful Strix is a perfectly fine card to be recurring with this. Yeah. Um, I also think Engineered Explosives is there if you want it. It's another card that clears the way for this card for sure. Um, so you're just basically like, you know, <laughs> nuking their thing every turn as long as it's not another three, as long as it's not another three casting cost, yeah. but it gets your Tarmogoyfs out of the way and stuff. So. So what's your other um, card that you, that you think is uh, interesting? Kaideli, Chosen of Krupix, two green and a blue. Legendary creature, human wizard, a 2-3. Tap, add one colorless mana to your mana pool for each card you've drawn this turn. <laughs> so, Well, two draw sevens will get you an Emrakul. I know that yes. much. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess you can do that. You can't do that in Commander, right? They banned Emrakul in Commander? Oh, did they? Actually, did they? I don't know. Did they? I, I, know, I, think so. they, I, I feel like that's a card they would have banned, but I have no idea. So this card is interesting to me because of the card Time Spiral existing. Of course. Um, you know, so you're going to get an untap of all your lands with a, having drawn seven cards. And you're going to have a thing that taps for seven. If you're adding green to your t- to your Time Spiral deck, you get access to cards like City of Solitude that can prevent anyone from monkeying with you while you're doing whatever horrible thing you're doing. Um, and you also can get those... There's a few cards that let you return a forest and untap a creature. Yeah. Uh, if you start piling on card draw, you can generate a lot of mana with this. Uh, makes your brainstorm into a dark ritual. Well, colorless ritual? Yeah. I don't know. It's 2-3 for 4, I know. But, I mean, that's a pretty breakable ability. Yeah, I feel like this is a card like you could put in a pod deck or something. I don't know. Yeah, like a Nick Fit deck, and maybe gain some sort of advantage with it. I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure there's there's some way to mess around with that card, but I'm I haven't been nothing in the set screamed out to me like you need you need this card for your X deck or whatever. No, definitely not. It's definitely bummed that uh, Ludwig Necro Alchemist uh, or Lud- uh, Ludovic Necro Alchemist uh, just is not playable. I was like, "Oh yeah. man, come on! That's like my favorite dude. He's yeah, like he's Mara... the idiot genius, man. Like he's he's up there." Morrow's answering questions about it on his blog, so you know it's bad. Oh, that's <laughs> such a bummer. Yeah. yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's we we discussed it last time. That's what Morrow does: is he answers questions about things you hate. Um, <laughs> right. what a what a job, man! That that guy's a saint. You got to give him. You got to give him a lot of credit. You gotta give them that, yeah. Um, throw them out there to answer for their. The theme of this, the theme of this set is four color commanders, and they're all 
good in Commander. Yeah, I think that was I th- really great. Think Attraxer's Attraxa Praetor's voice could see play as like a one of in like Deathblade, but all these other commanders look fine if I was playing modern. Yeah, it's actually yeah. I actually thought about that as well. Like a lot of these cards would be cool in modern. Attraxa Praetor's voice, just so people know, is a. Uh, Green, white, blue, black for a 4-4 legendary creature, Angel Horror. It has Flying, Vigilance, Death Touch, and Lifelink, and at the beginning of your end step, Proliferate. Um, as someone's, uh, again, in the Nick Fit deck, which is where all these commander cards go to find homes, yeah. uh, it's a Green Sun, Zenith of Bull, Baneslayer Angel, which is this not is nothing. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not the worst. And, you know, with, with a, in a deck that's playing Deathrite Shaman, it's not uncastable. No, I mean this, if you're if you're in a, if you're in these four colors and you're playing something like a you know a Deathblade deck, um, you know there's no reason you can't play this other than you might just would rather have Jace. <laughs> yeah, at for sure. Mana. Um, um, I really but, like uh, Yidris uh, for what he does, but yeah, this is a card that's it just feels modern powered. Like I would put this in a cube and be like, this is neat. Um, but I, I just don't feel like it, it sees, the, you know, it's it's it could slot into, you know, th- that uh, four color Delver deck, as it were, right? Like, yeah. Well, I thought about this for your Cascade deck. So you address Maelstrom Wielder, blue, black, red, green, for a five four legendary creature Ogre Wizard with a Trample, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, any spell you cast the rest of the turn has Cascade. Yeah. And Cascade stacks, so if you Hit them with this and then cast a. Oh my gosh, that's kind of hilarious. But if you're hitting them with the five four, like, (laughs) I mean, you're probably doing. Yeah. Do you need anything else? Um, But still, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, you go, you could literally just go, you know, four drop, two drop, uh, four drop, three drop, two drop, done. You know, like. Yeah. That's 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 pretty neat. Um. So it's not nothing, but uh, it's uh. I, and, you know, and even because these are these are four colors, I, if they had been, I thought maybe they would be pushed a little bit to the point where like they could be reanimator targets. I was hoping because they'd be hard to cast. But looks like um, they stayed they stayed pretty close to the. You know, uh, four mana is going to get you eight to to ten points in stats. Yeah, uh, and you know the vigilance haste guy has haste so. Technically, you're getting a free turn out of that guy. Um, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought this was uh, the, the they were relatively unremarkable, but uh, you know, it's interesting design space. I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, just, I just won't be throwing it into any of my uh, legacy decks. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what else was in the news this uh, week? Oof. So uh, you'll you'll get to read this on uh, on uh, Kate's article for uh, Hope Hope Eternal tomorrow on Hipsters, uh, but she clued me into the fact that uh, there was a there was a pretty big deal at the last SCG event uh, by a member of the card hoarder team, uh, mm-hmm. Kent Ketter. So uh, Kent, uh, his opponent had cast uh, Rest in Peace against him, and um, he picked up his uh, graveyard and moved his graveyard. And then he decided to put his graveyard back where his graveyard was. And his opponent never actually said, hey, I'm triggering Rest in Peace. Um, and so uh, when his opponent looked down and was like, hey, dude, like, you're, I cast Rest in Peace. And he's like, you didn't cast, say, your tri-, you know, the trigger happened. And so anyhow, a judge was obviously called. And a judge ruled in favor of this guy Um that he got to keep his graveyard, uh, and I, you know, personally, I think that's that's some pretty low, uh, you know, pretty pretty high level uh, rules lawyering on that guy's part, and and I think it's pretty pretty shitty that that he one that he got away with, it, and two that he even decided to do something like this. Yeah. So to set this table a little bit more, um, Kent was this is on camera. <laughs> yeah. Kent was playing Dredge, and his opponent was playing Ban Eldrazi. So, uh, Kent had a conflagrate in his graveyard, so he didn't have a full graveyard. Um, his opponent just jammed a turn two rest in peace. Um, but he did move the card almost immediately and then sort of wheel it back, um, sort of sneakily. And then 
you know, they, they talk to the judge. I just, you know, it's, it's letter of the law versus spirit of the law. And, you know, I, I got, I can't imagine the, uh, because if you acknowledge your, you don't have to acknowledge your opponent's triggers. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you doing it. Right. Yeah. You can't be punished for it. And I'm sure that many of us have pointed out a, uh, like your your um, sulfuric vortex triggers on you, you know as well. Yeah, because of you know things like that happen. Sometimes you have to do it because you want to win, and that's that's the position the rules put us in. So, I mean, There's, I don't understand how he could have. He basically announced the trigger by moving it. Yeah, so. as soon as you touch your graveyard, you've you have ver- you have non verbally responded to your opponent's trigger. You've said, "I'm doing this," right? Like the second you pick up your graveyard and move it. Unless you you have a response before you put that down, you're like, hold on, I I, I do have something. You can put your, gra- your graveyard back down. And you're like, I stifle that, right? Um, you're acquiescing to to your opponent's card, and once you do that, I feel like anything else you do is is pretty scumbag, um, and it's 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 pretty messed up that 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 one that he did this and two that like he got away with it. That's like, yeah. you know, I and and. For for anybody who wants to defend defend this guy, like I have I have situations where like la- last week I was playing a game day, and uh, I had to I had to be the judge in the game day, which I wasn't particularly happy about. There was just no one there to run it at this card sh- card shop, and we needed to get it going, it, otherwise it wouldn't have ran. But um, at least seven or eight times during my opponent's match, I had to remind him of his uh, thing in the ice tricker, and. You know, remind you once, shame on shame on you. Remind you twice, three times, four times. Finally, the fifth time, I was like, hey, man, look, if you miss this trigger again, um, I'm just not going to let you have it. And, and, and you know, this, this is a casual event, you know, but, like, at the same time, I'm not playing magic for you, right? Like, um, but the difference between the spirit I had there and the spirit of this, this situation where, like, you know this guy's edge hedging so hard on his opponent that he would remove his graveyard, so his opponent didn't say anything because he didn't have to at that point, right? And he puts his graveyard back, and he's like, "You didn't say anything." And he's just, I, I, like, as as his opponent, I would have probably been like, in in any other non magic situation, I would have. You know, like, what's wrong with you that you think that that you can you can get over on people like that? Yeah, well. I mean, it, there's there's some of it is just like, and you know, players like that on the, who are on the, the Star City tour a lot and get a lot of notoriety, um, you know, can be. I don't want to divisive the term I want here polarizing. You know, yeah, I mean, people you know, have probably seen that guy do other stuff. This happened to be on camera. You know, this person's always getting on camera. They've got a weird jersey on. You know, he's an easy target. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's of. true. Like his, uh, my problem is, you know, look, I know you need that like $200 that you get f- if you make the top 8 or whatever, but like dude, is it worth it to just be like labeled as a scumbag for the rest of for the rest of your magic career? I know it's not for me. That's the same thing as cheating as far as I'm concerned. Like I if if I did that to somebody and got away with it, I'd feel really bad about about it afterwards. I'd feel like yeah, I I got that money, but I have this thing that I did that that makes me you know it gives me an asterisk as it were you know like I just don't feel like I, I you know uh, look at Bertaccini you know like that guy's never going to be able to sit down at a magic table without his opponent looking at him sideways you know like even his friends have to know like yeah, I can't trust this guy right so now this yeah. this guy Ken Ken Ketter has has that asterisk you know like he's he's now in a situation where you kind of have to like you're you got to be on guard against this guy. Um, you know, I've had situations where my opponent cast Exhum, and I was like, oh, cool, I'll Surgical Extraction, uh, your Grizzle Brand, targeting your Grizzle Brand, and he didn't remove it from his graveyard, he hands me his deck, I take all the Grizzle Brands out of his deck, and then he casts it, and of course the judge was called over, the judge ruled in favor of, of my opponent, because, you know, uh, they knew each other, one, and two, uh, you know, that was... That is apparently how the card does work, but the intent of that card is that I have countered your spell. You know, I yeah. shouldn't have to say a second time, take that out of there. I targeted your, the card in the graveyard. That's gone, right? Um, it's it's also a very nuanced reading of 
uh, surgical extraction, which says choose target card. Then you have to search uh, the graveyard. You have to search, and then that player gets to shuffle. I just in fact one of the one of the interesting things that I see happen um, with when I play surgical extraction is that I search and then I hand them their deck because it says then that player shuffles their library, which means they have to shuffle it. Then I get to shuffle it, and um, you know, they think that I get to shuffle it and they get to cut, which is a small thing. But like on the other hand, yeah. it's like no, I get the last shuffle every time. Yeah, of course. But, but it's like, it's... go on. Yeah, but I think that there's a difference between between that and clearly, if you said like surgical extraction, your grizzle brand, you know, then you have to say please remove for the game, or you have to reach over and do it. How do you? Uh, to me, it's just like how do you? go to sleep that night after you make after you make that scumbag move you know like after i target your grizzle brand tell you to you know you I, i'm i'm not telling you to take it out of the graveyard but you know the intent is very clear that i don't want it in your graveyard anymore right um and then we go to resolving it we get them all out of the deck i'm quite happy with myself as a player right and and you turn around and go well you never told me to take the grizzle brand out specifically how do you not like look like a total jackass like you just have to feel like one it's such a it's such a dishonest thing to do to another human being let alone magic player you know like it it's almost like you're you're like a five-year-old being like you didn't tag me you know when someone tagged you you're like you didn't say tag you're it so it doesn't count you know like it's 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 irresponsible human behavior as far as i'm concerned you know, yeah, I, I um, I I agree that this player trying to spin out of it is is distasteful. Um, you should if you if you're not going to own it, <laughs> then you know I don't think being like well the rules say I can't just be like yeah, you know in that moment I was being too you know I was being overly competitive and I think a lot of people would just let it go. I mean. But it would have gotten let go a little earlier. That team card hoarder put out a statement and all, and all this stuff. I'm just sort of like the statement is is, not, is is pretty is pretty ridiculous to me. If you have to put out a statement about a situation like that, that means you're doing something wrong. You know, I'm not saying fire the guy. Like, have a friggin' talk with him. Be like, listen, man, that's Don't one on strike. That's one strike. Yeah, yeah like, come on. Like, I don't know, man. It's 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 disturbing behavior to see uh, at high level Magic, and it makes us as a community, uh, especially legacy players. You know, people are intimidated enough uh, with this format that you would that you would do something like that at, at a high level tournament that's being televised. Uh, it's it's uh, it's upsetting to me. Um, I guess yep. that's all I really have to say about that. It, it's you know I could go on a rant for hours and talk about these corner cases that I've dealt with in my time. But man, when I sit down next to somebody play, playing Magic, uh, I expect them to, uh, you know, assume that I'm also a human being. Yeah, and I think that's that's really the lesson here. It's like if you're watching that and you're uh, frustrated with with the player, it's because you feel like, come on, man, like you you missed your chance. You missed your chance to like rules lawyer him when you did the thing. You know, just just let it go. Yeah. You lost one conflagger. The thing's still in play, and nothing. That's not a trigger. That's a replacement effect. So if you if the guy doesn't say that's exiled, doesn't matter when the judge comes over then. So yeah. Do you want to do lightning round with the Star City Classic? Yeah, let's do lightning round. That sounds okay. We're gonna do lightning round. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna just some statements about the Star City Classic that was this weekend, top sixteen in Legacy, and you tell me what you think. Okay. Two Aluren decks in the top eight. What do you think? I think uh, I, I've been waiting for it to happen. I mean, a couple weeks ago when I said that, uh, I said that there was probably going to be an Aloran deck in the top eight for uh, for uh, Eternal uh, Extravaganza, so I'm not surprised. One build is playing white with the White Recruiter and Veteran Explorer. Believe the other one is playing the is the original version with the original Explorer. So Aloran's out there. You know, <laughs> bring your bring your other sworn canonist. Uh, Black Red Reanimator in fifth place. Same list from the Bazaar of Nox, Bazaar of Moxen. Pretty much uh, great. I mean, the only thing that's bad about that is Badlands are going to start increasing in price. Yeah, this guy has two sires of insanity. I don't know if I just missed that when I read the bad the Bazaar list earlier, but I'm sorry, not sire. Uh, Insolent Neonate. So he, they even got the uh, uh, what's that guy called? Hapless Researcher. Yeah, they've got the Researcher. Jeskai Stoneforge Standstill made it to the finals. I saw this deck and I'm I'm enthralled. 
Yeah, I love Stancil. Don't you just love Stancil? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big. I was. I, I'm still. I'm still a big fan of Standstill in my Merfolk deck over Chalice of the Void. Yeah, yeah. this deck had four Grim Lava Mancers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes you got to get rid of uh, an opponent's Manland. Yeah, or Delver or Deathrite. You can't let them have that when you play Standstill. It of just kills you. Um, let's see. Any other lightning round worthy stuff? Slivers, 12th place. Um, it always pops up occasionally. Weird, but believable. You know, meat hooks will get you. Um, and. Oh, Mono Red Sneak Attack with three of the Red Gear Hulk. I love the Red Gear Hulk, man. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, I think this is the exact. This is exactly what I would do with it because that thing hits the table, and then that person's thinking, okay, if I have them flip the three cards and I just die because it's like through the breach, sneak attack, Grizzle Brand. It's just uh, you're damned if or, you do, you're damned if you don't. You know that card comes co- comes down, and it's like, do you flip over twenty points of damage on accident, or do you draw twenty points of damage on accident? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I can't wait to play it. All right, that's all I got. Anything else? I think that's it, man. Uh, this was this was uh, it was fun. It was a good it was a good talk, and we got to cover a lot of ground. Yeah, definitely. So I'm playing on Tuesday. Going to take a real deck and start practicing for Louisville. This weekend, I'm dealing with uh, the Kickstarter uh, convention in in uh, Brooklyn, so I'll, I will be working all weekend. Oh, that sounds fun. Well, yeah. Have a good weekend, then. Yeah, man. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. It's a pleasure.